on your PC, iPod or smartphone, this is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. On a bumper 17th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we talk women's state footy. We have Tassie coach Trent Bartlett. From AFL New South Wales ACT, Libby Sadler. From AFL Queensland, Bree Brock. West Australian state coach Michelle Cohen. And to discuss the Victorian side of things, Girls Play Footy Radio Chief Analyst, Daniel Hill. All of that coming up on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden. Welcome to the 17th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. A lot of interviews to get through this week because we're focusing on women's state footy. But before I do, in case you haven't seen our earlier Facebook post, here is the broadcast guide for this weekend with the women's state footy. Now, it all starts on Friday, 2.30 p.m., WA time, 4.30pm Victoria time. That's when we go to air at girlsplayfooty.com with a radio stream of Western Australia versus Victoria. Now this is the first of two Victorian sides that will be playing on the weekend. The broadcast will be done by yours truly, Ashley Renshaw and Julie Nichols. Again at girlsplayfooty.com. Bounce Down is at 3pm Perth time, 5pm Melbourne time. That, of course, from Domain Stadium, otherwise known as Subiaco. On Saturday morning, 9.30am, from Blacktown International Sports Park in Sydney, it'll be AFL Sydney versus AFL Canberra. That women's match will be streamed live on YouTube via youtube.com forward slash AFL Sydney live. That address again, youtube.com forward slash AFL Sydney live, 9.30am Saturday morning. Two games on the Sunday. The first, a radio call via girlsplayfooty.com. In commentary, Matthew Cox, Daniel Hill and Katie Lembeski. They will be calling Victoria, this is the second of Victorian sides, versus New South Wales ACT. That'll be going to air at 1pm Melbourne time. Bounce down 1.40 p.m. So that's a radio call via girlsplayfooty.com, Victoria versus New South Wales ACT. And then later that evening at about 6.45 p.m., if you go to the AFL Queensland website, they should have the link of a YouTube stream of Queensland versus Tasmania. The AFL Queensland website is AFLQ. Dot com.au they should have the link up there Queensland versus Tasmania about 6:45 p.m. Sunday night so plenty to listen to and watch of state women's footy uh, this weekend let's get into our first interview Queensland Tasmania are playing on Sunday night we've got the Tassie coach on the line in Trent Bartlett and Trent mate you must be feeling the nerves leading up to this big state game yes uh, it's uh, getting nervous now so it's great so you know, a few more slips we'll be on the plane heading up to Brisbane so I'm not looking forward to it you've had the girls now for a couple of months training particularly out at Campbelltown how do you think they're progressing this year compared to previous years uh, yeah, look, it's interesting we, we, we've certainly changed um, the way we've gone about this year in terms of how we've picked the squad. We haven't had as many sessions as we've had in previous years. Um, we've had um, Lee Elder come in to working for AFL Tasmania from WA and he's certainly um, trying to implement a few changes into the women's footy down here which has been terrific. So we've sort of done a, a, an all-stars game, picked the squad from there, had a couple of sessions since then. So we haven't had as, probably haven't had the girls as long uh, had the girls together as long as I would have liked, but they've come together really well. We've got some new girls in the side. There's nine new girls in our 22, which is really exciting. And out of that All-Stars game, was there anyone that I guess surprised you that put their hand up and got into the squad? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a number of girls. Look, we've got some, uh, we've got some youth-age girls coming through, which is really exciting. We've got two of those girls in our squad. It made the final 22. Um, and there's probably two or three others that were you know, really close to actually making and getting a game. So we, we made the decision though, that we, if they weren't our best 22 in terms of our uh, youth age girls, we wouldn't pick them because they've just been away with um, with the youth youth girls. So we thought, and it basically ended up having having two jump into the squad, which is which is really good. And one of those names being one of the stars, at least Gamble from Burnie. Absolutely. Look, at least played for Tassie last year as well. So it's pretty easy to pick at least. She, she had a terrific game against Queensland last year. Um, really went really well in the ruck. And she's really developed the game to a skills uh, set is coming along really, really well. Her marking, and particularly her kicking, has improved. Um, what I saw last year in her, in her training and, and, uh, and her games too. So she's, she's really uh, improving, which is great to see. 
And, of course, a new side this year in the competition being Evandale. And a couple of those girls being selected as well uh, in, in Maggie Cuthbertson and uh, Kiara Foley. Yeah, well, Maggie's the other, uh, and Maggie's only 16, so she's, she's our other youth-age girl that's made the team. Maggie's a, uh, a big-bodied girl, but um, she certainly um, plays a really, playing in the forward line, she'll play as a, uh, as a small forward with a, with, a, with a big body about it. So she's really got some really, uh, got some class about her. She, she can sneak and twist and turn and knows how to kick a goal. So it's really exciting. If she can get her hands on the footy half a dozen times, we, we might have a few goals and some exciting uh, exciting snaps over the head and that sort of stuff. So I'll, I'll give her a licence. If she gets the footy in the hands close to goal, she can kick it from wherever she wants to kick it and we'll go through, hopefully. And the experience of uh, Danielle Dunstan uh, from Davenport also getting to the side. Yeah, look, Danielle's taken a new role in Tassie. She's become... Basically, Tasmania's first female football development officer, which is great for the state. Uh, she worked for the Devonport Footy Club in the state league. Um, she's uh, she's certainly helping out in, in coaching as well with her side of Devonport in, in the women's league. So uh, she hasn't played a lot of footy actually, Danielle. She's only really reasonably new to footy. So uh, she played last year, quit herself very well, and she's made the team again. And having a look, uh, eight Clarence players making the side from Crawford, uh, Daniel Dixon. Uh, I can also see uh, Kelly. Uh, pardon me. Um, I, I can also see Parsons, Pierce, and the Pennicutts. Yeah, look, Clarence, uh, look, they're the, they're the powerhouse in the men's footy and, they, and they've certainly been the powerhouse in the women's footy since, uh, since you know, what, six or seven years ago when women's footy started. And Andy Smith, who's been coaching them for the last uh, three or four years, has done a terrific job with the girls. And we've got some, um, you know, with, it's, it's the future of footy in terms of the girls, footy starting to get a bit of a, bit of a hold, so we're actually getting some First choice athletes is what we're trying to call them in terms of their, you know, their netballers, their basketballs, their cricketers, their talented girls that normally can switch their hands just like footy, like boys can to play cricket or footy or whatever the case may be. So we're really trying to encourage those girls who are really got the other sports to um, step up and play footy. And Clarence is certainly leading the way in that. So we've got Zoe Crawford last year. She's a netballer come across. Same with Nat Daniels. Um, then we've got Jessica uh, Lambrick who's another netballer. So there's all these girls coming across that have played uh, netball and, and trying their hands the footy and they're, they're tall, they're athletic and, and they've got um, good uh, good skills so it's it's great to see And I guess the uh, character of that being is hopeful draft selection as being proven by Jess Wurchner, the former Clarence player that went to East Fremantle and of course put on the doggies jumper just a couple of weeks ago Oh look, absolutely, look it's, it's, it's exciting now, women's footy, there's something for the young girls, it's not so much the the, you know, the the late 20s, early 30 girls, but it's certainly the girls in their in their mid-teens, late teens, it's really exciting that there's an opportunity to uh, to play AFL footy at, at the highest possible level, and Jess is a great example, look, Jess dominated footy here in Tassie for you know four or five years, um, and she was really only limited by what was around her to a certain degree, what I mean by that, by just, you know, to get fit and to be encouraged to, to excel in those sort of areas, she's gone across to WA and got herself fit and she's become the player that she could always be because she has terrific skills, terrific game sense and she just needed the fitness base to be able to do it for four quarters and, she, and she's done that and she, and she played really well too in the, in the AFL game which is great to see. Well, let's look ahead to this Sunday. Uh, how's the itinerary planned out? I believe it's a Sunday twilight game at 6.30 at Burp and Gary. So when will the squad be flying across? Uh, we fly out Saturday at one thirty, I think it is. So we get up there about four o'clock. So we'll we'll get up there, get off the plane, um, travel to a ground. We're not we won't be training actually at Birkengary, uh, but we'll um, we'll just basically find a little uh, venue that Sophie, our, uh, our two managers, hooked up for us, and we'll have a light run there. Hotel, team meeting, quick meeting, very quick meeting. Just basically run through the side and a few key points that we'll do. Give the girls the night and really the the next morning to relax. And then around lunchtime tomorrow is when we really start the focusing because night games are, uh, are difficult when you're travelling away. You've, you know the nerves are there; they're going to be really nervous, the girls. But you don't want to waste all that energy early in the morning when you're not playing till six, you know, quarter past six at night. So we're just trying pre low key as we as we work our way through. We'll get out to the ground nice and early, watch the men's play as they play a curtain raiser for us girls, and we'll um, and then we'll put on a show. And uh, the interesting thing is that uh, you know a little bit about Queensland because we've seen the likes of Zelke and Taylor Harris running around uh, on the MCG a couple of weeks ago. But I guess one small advantage is they know little about you. Well, yeah, look, we've got 10 girls that played against them last year or 11, 12 girls, so they'll know about them. Look, it's, look we'll be focused on ourselves. Look, you know, it's, it's one of those things. We need to develop our game. Um, we need to be focused on what we can do if we're too worried about, you know, they're, they're very good players. You've just mentioned two of them that um, 
that our girls, we can get lost in, in the game a little bit and, and we'll be running around chasing backsides and we don't want to do that. We want to be we want to be uh, first the footy. We want to win, win our possessions, win our fair share of the footy, and then we want to make sure we use the ball well and structure up as we go forward. So it's really about those sort of uh, starting points for our girls, knowing where they are, who they're on, but then obviously winning the contested ball and then as the ball makes its way down our forward line, that we're, we're, we're playing and we're kicking to our advantages and doing bits and pieces like that. Simple stuff, but but, but um, really focused on on their own game and their teammates' games. Really important they know what their teammates are doing and what their teammates are capable of doing so we can, uh, we can hopefully get the win. And as you just touched on, every side virtually has their own brand of footy, whether they be a fast-running side, whether they be an in-tough and close side. What's the typical brand of footy that you're looking for Tassie to develop? Uh, well, Tassie's typical brand of footy is we're hard and tough and we win our own footy. That's that's from the men and that's from the girls we've taken away for the last four or five years. Nothing will change there. We've got some girls who can win the footy. They like to play a uh, you know a physical physical style of footy, which which is good. Um, we've got to learn to use the ball uh, and learn to kick the ball long into our forwards. Basically, we want to use the ball, um, move it as fast as we possibly can. We haven't got super tools, but if we move the ball fast, we're just going to put enormous pressure on, on their defenders, and that's what we want to do: get the ball deep into our forward line. So we won't be playing a possession style of the game of footy. We'll be getting the ball, we're moving fast and trying to run it down and and uh, get the ball quickly into our forward one. And we thank the Tasmanian State coach, Trent Bartlett, very much for his time. Now let's head to his competitors, AFL Queensland. And I've got on the line the female programs coordinator at AFL Queensland in Bree Brock. Things must be very nervous up there, Bree. You're ready to host Tasmania at Burpengary this Sunday. Yeah, we just uh, had a, a session tonight. It was nice and cold for Queensland. Um, yeah, it's exciting um, times for the group and, and um, we're really uh, thankful that Tassie could come, come all the way up and, and play us again and, and it's going to be a big day of football. Must be a lot of buzz around Queensland at the moment, particularly with the sensational uh, Youth Girls Carnival um, just a, a few weeks ago in WA where you managed to make the grand final and got within just a couple of kicks of Victoria Metro. Oh, look, the girls um, put up a huge effort in WA, but I suppose it's just a, a little glimpse of, of where we're coming from and, and where we're trying to take our program and, and get our girls as, as much game time and high-quality football as we can in preparation for what was 2020 and now, you know, hoping to look like 2017. So it's, um, I suppose, good signs for, for what we've been doing up here. And before we get into looking the side uh, in detail, um, it, it, they, I should mention it's part of a big day, isn't it, at Burpengary, where there's four representative games on. Yes, yeah, so we've got um, our North Queensland team playing our South Queensland team in the men's, and then we've got um, our men's quaffle, which is uh, actually the first time it's been not just out of our state league, there's players coming from the NEFO and other lower leagues as well, um, playing a Victorian representative side and then we've got our kneeful side playing Tassie men's and then the bookend at the end is the um, Queensland women's playing Tassie women's. And of course uh, 6.45pm and uh, as I've been told also being streamed uh, by the AFL Queensland website so keep an eye on that so you can follow all the action. Now we, we should mention with Queensland you've so far actually had seven Queensland girls that have played at the AFL exhibition match level so you do have some experience coming into this side. It's for us to be, you know, just to be even to say that, you know, who would have thought, you know, even two years ago that you could have AFL players in your side, so that's really exciting, and the good thing is that, you know, so many of them are so young, so that's um, a good feather in your cap, I suppose, but even our, our whole side is, is relatively young, which is, I suppose, good signs for the future, so, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it, and, you know, the girls tonight were really pumped, and, you know, it's, it's handy to have an AFL coach as well. Now, most of the girls, of course, from southeast Queensland, but you've actually had two from North Cairns in Selena Goodman and Luana Healy who have uh, joined the squad. Now, when did they come down to join the camp? Uh, they'll fly in Friday about 3 o'clock, so they'll um, come in for the last training session as a group, but Lou Healy's just come off the back of the under-18s program as well, um, so there'll be a few familiar faces in the team. We've got three girls carrying on from under-18s into the state team. Um, and Selena sort of only missed out last year's state team but has been a regular sort of state team player so um, yeah I think they'll jump pretty quickly and the good thing is they're in ripping form in their league up in Cairns so um, they should slot straight in 
And uh, Taylor Harris also in ripping form. She was the player of the carnival um, for the under-18 youth girls. And uh, virtually Mishko had her, had her playing almost everywhere for Melbourne. She, starting in the ruck, she went down forward, she went down back. Is there anything Taylor Harris cannot do? Uh, not, not on the footy field. She's, you know, really um, unique player. She's uh, not really played <clears throat> many other sports, you know, seriously. So she's really a true footballer and um, just loves getting out there and, and getting a red-hot crack. So she loves these big occasions and big games. So I'm sure we'll see her, um, you know, really uh, fly high and hopefully, you know, she might replicate that great mark that she took in the um, exhibition game last year. Mention know your thoughts on some of the players that uh, Andrew Wiles from AFL Queensland focused on uh, during the week. Um, one of them, I hope I get the surname correct, Brianna Cohen? Yeah, Brie Cohen. So she's originally um, from Townsville but played a lot of uh, her football in the Cairns Women's League there as a youngster and, you know, regular sort of rep player and that, that type of stuff and come to Brisbane um, on a scholarship. She's actually on an ASL scholarship at uni. So she's one of the, well, she was the first female to receive that scholarship at UQ. And um, she's playing for UQ as well on that scholarship. And, yeah, she um, narrowly missed out on state selection last year. And I think that really fired her up. And she's gone off and had a great pre-season. And she's absolutely in ripping form. So she's probably UQ's best player at the moment. And, um, yeah, she's just really excited to, I guess, be back in the, the state side. And Shannon Campbell, uh, what are your defenders? Yeah, the ultimate defender. She's Miss Fullback. Um, she just loves... She's, Shannon's I suppose the opposite story she's a, a soccer player I suppose by trade but um, we've managed to lure her to the good side and, and, and get her right into her footy and uh, she, it's, she's almost like a fullback specialist she just uh, dominates that area and um, it's just so key um, for us in that last line of defence and scramble and then she's just such a good ball user she can you know, really clear the danger zone and, and get us on our way back forward and a player that's been described as the bolter of uh, 2015, Jordan Membry. Yes, so Jordan's a great story. She, um, in 2014, <clears throat> um, came into our under-18 state squad as an emergency. And um, she ended up being, out, out of that year, you know, one of our strongest contributors. So she um, went away after 18. She um, did a specialised sort of off-season training program coming into senior football and so she donated played under 18s club footy <clears throat> and then um, has come out this year just in like so fit. She's improved her beat test by like two levels. She, her vertical jumps improved by about eight centimetres. Um, and when she, we played in our All-Stars game, just ripped the game apart. So it was great to see her get, um, she got best on ground in that game and, you know, a bit of reward for her effort. So she's a lovely girl and it's great to see her playing such good footy. Another player that's played some rep football, but actually for the Australian Defence Force uh, up against the VWFL All-Stars uh, uh, earlier this year, uh, Sheena Seedon. Yeah, Sheena Seedon. Yep. Um, she's playing for Cooperoo. Um, she's um, an absolute act. She's just so competitive. She's um, really, uh, you know, an aggressive player. Um, you know, there's no one really that compares with she she's very tall um so you think oh maybe she might be a bit slow but she's quick um she's fierce she marks kicks uh, she's got sort of the whole package sheena remarkably she's only 21 so there's a great future ahead for sheena Bit of a curly question. I was uh, talking to the Tassie coach and Trent Bartlett where I said that each club or each state has a, a particular type of or particular brand of footy that they pride themselves on. You were saying for Tasmania, it was in close, tough footy. Uh, how would you describe the Queensland brand of women's football? Uh, the Queensland brand, look, I think we've really evolved even in just the last sort of the two years that, that I've sort of um, come on board in that. We, we just sort of have said to the girls, look, we know... All of you have got another gear, you've got another level, and we need to start seeing it. So get yourselves into gripping form. We want to see you fit. We want to see you athletic. And now, you know, they're just moving the ball so quick. All of them are, you know, sort of around that 13, um, 12 to about between 12 and 14 in the beat test. Um, and there's just no one there that can't couldn't run out a whole game if they needed to. Like. I think in past maybe have had some slower, you know, more workmanlike players, and that's just not there in that side. This this year, last year was a good 
good signs, but this year they're just um, very quick and much more skillful. Like everybody, you know, is hitting targets beautifully, overhead marks a lot stronger than sort of we've seen in the past. And yeah, I feel like we've just moved to that next level in our fitness. So that's, um, I suppose, the way we're going to play. And also, I've been told you're trying to organise, I guess, a game with uh, AFL New South Wales ACT about a possible Queensland v New South Wales game uh, to happen in July? Yeah, so we're looking at July 19th for that game. And again, we're just trying to prepare our girls as much as we can for a possible 2017 start. That's, I suppose, the date that, that we're working towards. If, if it happens, then fantastic. Um, but we definitely want to be ready for it. So we know our players need to be exposed to higher level football, to travelling and playing, which will obviously be an element of whatever league comes about. So the more games we can get into them, the better. And then, you know, who knows what 2016 program might look like, but it will definitely be ramped up again just to provide those girls um, that continuous high-level, um, higher-pressure football. So, Burpengary, 6.45pm, Sunday night football, the last of four uh, games being played that day at the uh, Moreton Bay uh, Sports Complex. It is uh, Queensland versus Tasmania in the Women's State game. Uh, Bree, thank you very much for joining us on girlsplayfooty.com. We wish the uh, Queensland girls all the very best as you take on the Apple Isle. And we thank Bree very much for her time. And again, a reminder, Queensland versus Tasmania at Burpengary, 6.45pm Sunday night, June 7th. And check out aflq.com.au on that night as you should be able to find the uh, link to the video stream of that match. Now, Victoria, as we mentioned earlier, are taking on both WA and New South Wales. They've got two squads. First squad takes on WA, second squad takes on New South Wales. Let's have a look at their competitors for Sunday that they'll be playing at Punt Road Oval in Richmond, and that is AFL New South Wales ACT, and that's why I've got on the line from there one of the female football coordinators in Libby Sadler. And Libby, uh, the New South Wales ACT girls must be jumping at the bit at that chance to take on the Big V on Sunday. Yeah, the girls are been looking forward to the opportunity to play Victoria. Uh, many of the girls haven't had the chance to play the Vicks before and as some of the, the best footballers in the country, they're just looking forward to the opportunity to measure themselves and, and certainly show their skills off to a wider audience. And uh, we should remember that this is the first time it's a combined New South Wales ACT side at the female level playing. So considering it's that combined state side, has there been an opportunity to bring the, the Canberra and Sydney girls together to train beforehand? Yeah, we had the girls in camp last weekend. They spent the weekend in Sydney um, at the Giants facility and at Homebush and been put through their paces together to get to know each other. And a lot of the girls, they play together at the under-18s youth girls level, so a lot of the girls know each other from that space um, or from these the interleagues between AFL Canberra and AFL Sydney. And what's the itinerary for this uh, trip? Uh, when will they be heading down to Melbourne? Uh, we head down on Saturday um, as a group. Um, girls coming from Hay, Canberra, one from Darwin, um, all over the shops. So we get together on Saturday in Melbourne, have a training in Richmond. Um, the girls are off to the Essendon Geelong game on Saturday night and then into game mode Sunday morning. Now, one thing we shouldn't forget as well, as much as we're talking about New South Wales ACT taking on Victoria Punt Road Oval 1pm Sunday, is there also be some representative football being played in Sydney on Saturday morning? Yeah, so that's um, there's an existing interleague competition between um, AFL Canberra and AFL Sydney, and the boys are playing on Saturday, so rightly so, the girls are playing at the same time. And that game, coinciding with the, the big game, just allows the next rung, rung of girls to come through and, and have, a, have a go at, at footy and just see what it's all about. And I've seen on the website as well that it's going to be streamed via uh, youtube.com forward slash AFL Sydney Live. It will be. There'll be commentators, so you'll be able to catch up with the who's who in the zoo in AFL Sydney and AFL Canberra emerging talent. And that, of course, at nine, about 9.30am on uh, Saturday morning. Now, with the New South Wales ACT squad, who will be the uh, coaches for that? Yep, so our head coach for the, the program is Chris Hughes, who's been involved with uh, some of our academy and our male talent programs, and he'll be supported by um, Abraham Karoka from AFL Sydney, um, Stuart Newman, who both been involved with the AFL Sydney women's team, and Tracy Kick, who's been involved with the New South Wales state team when it was a separate state team for quite a few years. And from your view, who's really been informed, particularly uh, in the AFL Sydney area, that'll be coming into this state match? Um, 
well, the combined team, the players to watch will be so Jody Hicks from the emergency for Melbourne Footy Club a couple of weeks ago, Heather Anderson for Western Bulldogs, uh, both be in the squad. Um, there's a couple of grad, other graduates, Cassie Reed, Beck Beeson from our youth girls programs um, from Canberra and Sydney, respectively. There's quite a lot of older veterans in the group who'll be really good um, and really interesting to watch as well. So it should be it should be good. There'll be a few of them um, without having to pick out too many individuals. And uh, which clubs are generally making up most of the uh, most of the New South Wales ACT side? We've got a pretty good spread actually. I'm quite happy with the spread that we've got. So there's quite a good diverse range from from the Sydney competition. Um, and likewise, about three or four clubs from the Canberra competition represented. Um, so there's, it's quite a good diverse range of clubs, which means our local Sydney clubs aren't impacted too much when we take that talent out. Now, if I've read correctly, this won't be the last um, uh, game of the year for the state squad. I believe there might be another game coming up in July against Queensland. Yeah, we're hoping to secure a game in Queensland, um, against Queensland in Sydney in July just to give the girls the next thing to to aim for and be able to build from this game into the next game and, and pitch ourselves against a, a state that we get measured against quite a lot. So that'll be a really good opportunity if we get to play against um, Craig Sarsovich's girls. Well, Libby, thank you very much for joining us here on uh, girlsplayfooty.com. We wish you the New South Wales ACT girls all the very best as you take on the number two uh, Victorian side at uh, Punt Road Oval this Sunday. Thanks very much, Pete. And of course, don't forget to go to www.girlsplayfooty.com Sunday afternoon from 1pm for the pregame show. Bounce down at 1.40pm for that live radio call of Victoria versus New South Wales ACT from Punt Road over Richmond. Now, the other state taking on Victoria, and they're taking on the first Victorian squad, is Western Australia. And what a coach they have got. Michelle Cohen and Michelle the Melbourne women's coach, three zip at the moment, cannot be beaten. And in fact, last year she coached the Western Australian Youth Girls team for, for the first time ever, won the Youth Girls Carnival. She's got an imposing record. Could she be the coach that leads WA to victory and the first ever loss for a Victorian side? Michelle, I've got you on the line. Can you do it? Can you bring down the big V? Oh, look, it's going to be a really big challenge for both the teams, no doubt, when you see the quality of players that will take to the park on Friday. So, yeah, it'll be a really good game and, you know, WA will certainly have to be at their best to knock the Vicks off that, um, you know, their championship campaign that they continue to be on. And there'll be certainly uh, some experience and enthusiasm coming in from the WA girls because you've had something like 14 or 15 of your side that played in the AFL exhibition match and as well I believe a few girls coming up from that successful youth girls side that beat Victoria last year. Yeah we do, we've got a really good mix of the youth and and the older experienced girls and, and certainly a lot of the Melbourne and Bulldogs girls will be part of that and part of that for both Victoria and WA so it'll uh, be a really good contest on domain and be the curtain raiser to Fremantle or Richmond and I think uh, WA will get to see some football that they haven't really got to see um, at you know the highest talent and the standard that it will be. You've obviously been in the WA system for a while. Have you noticed a significant improvement in the girls since they've had that opportunity to play that higher standard of football with the AFL women's exhibition matches? Yeah, you do see it. And I think you give credit to Clubland for that. Clubland's really lifted in their professionalism and, and what the clubs are doing with the Coastal Titans and Swan Districts and South Fremantle and Peel Thunder and East Fremantle. So we see these clubs taking on a little bit more of a professional outlook and, and that's what just feeds for a really solid WA program and then feeds for a really solid AFL draft campaign. And, and that's why we you know see quite a lot of WA girls taken in the draft so credit to the WA Women's Footy League for you know lifting and raising the bar in regards to the professionalism of of Clubland. Now let's have a look at uh, the WA squad to take on Victoria now I believe there is an out Um, I I heard on social media that Kirby Bentley might have been playing uh, slightly injured in that second half and I guess she's unavailable for this weekend? Yeah, she is. She got injured in that uh, exhibition game on the MCG. So a real big out for us and a quality leader as well. But, you know, she'll remain around the group and with everybody with her great leadership that she has. And, you know, we'll just make sure that we can look to getting her right and she'll be right for August 16 on Etihad. Uh, the other player trying to make a comeback after doing her ACL and MCL last year was uh, Tia Haynes, who only played club footy just a few weeks ago with the Coastal Titans. Is she in? 
Yeah, uh, Tia is. She's worked really hard to get her body back, and she's played a couple of games now. So she's got a couple of games under her belt before this game. But, you know, a real big challenge for her playing at this level. But she's ticked all the boxes, has done everything right in regards to getting her body right and get the knee right. And, you know, she's, she'll... Uh, She'll love running out there on domain, that's for sure. Emma King must be coming into the game with a lot of confidence after her performance two weeks ago. Yeah, Emma will. She's grown in the last two weeks you know, as, a, as a ruck, and she's been sensational. She's brilliant to have around the group, and no doubt she'll take her rucking and football to a whole new level on Friday. And interesting to note that the the goals coming uh, for Melbourne in that uh, match two weeks ago were both from uh, pure Thunderbirds players, two of them, in fact, uh, uh, in Phillips and Swanson, I guess, also pulling on the WA jumper? Yeah, they both will be, and, you know, probably both line up in the forward line since they did really well uh, on the MCG. But they've been, uh, yeah, they work really well together as well. So I could see that synergy and that connection with them when they're running around on the MCG to block for each other and to get each other the footy and play a really good team brand of footy. So hopefully they uh, connect again and hopefully our accuracy is a little bit better on Friday though. As a Melbourne coach, you got to uh, see firsthand the likes of Daisy Pearce, who uh, dominated uh, yet again on the MCG. Uh, what's your tactic w- with with Daisy? Is it, can you put someone on her to try and slow her down, or you just virtually have to try and run off of her and hurt her back the other way? Yeah, we haven't um, really thought about running anybody with her. We probably won't look at doing that. We'll just look at playing our own game and you know just see how it unfolds and if if they're getting a bit too much of it we can look at tightening up some match up there but at the moment you know we're just looking at having uh, a really hopefully open flying uh, brand of footy and which will be a good spectacle for everyone to watch obviously the uh, matchup everyone looks forward to is when a key forward goes up against a key back uh, who's going to have the the job on uh, mo hope i noticed Haney miller at one stage popping down into the back line yeah, Haley Haley will be in the back line again, and you know we got the luxury of you know, some really good back line uh, players in uh, Lauren Stammers and even Taylor Breslin's a former youth girl, and even Ebony Antonio put on the Melbourne jumper, and she was sensational when she played in the back line for us uh, on Phoebe McWilliams. So, and and then we've also got Caitlin Edwards. So we've got a couple of matchups there that we're we're throwing up to go to Mope, but you know whoever it is going to have a real challenge on their hands and uh, it would be a good contest though. Uh, for you as a coach, how much do you have to go back to the drawing board compared to two weeks ago? Because you obviously had a very successful f- formula that's worked over the last three games with Melbourne, but now obviously you've got Victorian players who've played under you at Melbourne and are aware of your style. How much do you have to try and come up with something new or something a little different to bring to the WA game? Yeah, I think the thing that's different is the uh, talent that you have and, and the individuals that you have in part of the team. So, you know, I'm not really... Uh, they can happy for them to know our game plan and I'm just going to really back our girls to, to you know, execute it that one bit better and, and that one step better on Friday. So um, you try and change up a, a few things, but, you know, everyone's playing a real similar brand of footy these days. But having the luxury of a home home game is beneficial for us, I think. So we'll try and make the most of that. And I, I guess heavy on the rotations as well. I believe the forecast is uh, for sunny in 23 on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, it'll be a nice day for footy. So, yeah, we'll continue to have our rotations. Um, <clears throat> similar to what we did in Melbourne, they worked really well and our midfield seemed really fresh throughout the whole game. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll look at having those happen throughout the game. Now, as we alluded to at the uh, start of the interview when we talked about the WA-Victoria rivalry, um, we we're, were chatting during our match of the day uh, this week about the Eastern Devils and Darabin and how the Eastern Devils just can't seem to get over that mental hurdle to be able to beat Darabin. When you speak to the WA girls, how do you approach that? You've got a side here in Victoria that's been unbeaten. I think the closest anyone's got to them is eight points in the game. How do you try and overcome that hurdle so therefore they're not walking out there going, oh dear, you know, this is a challenge? Yeah, it is a challenge, and then that's, you know, footy's 90% above the shoulders. So we've got to make sure that uh, over tonight and tomorrow we'll get the group together for training tomorrow. We'll go out for a nice team dinner and have a bit of fun tomorrow night. And and then, you know, but really set the tone of the expectation and what they can expect with that. But the great thing about it is this group of 23 girls gets to write their own history and gets to write their own story. And we know what's happened in the past, but we will just go about 
you know, focusing on our, our what we want to achieve, what we set out to achieve in the last 10 weeks with this team and, and hopefully they can tick the boxes and get the job done. And uh, hopefully in front of a big crowd at Domain Stadium being the curtain raised to Fremantle versus Richmond. Yeah, hopefully it is. And, you know, there'll be some, no doubt, some WA folk that will be, uh, get to see female football who have never seen it before and will start to turn some more heads and get some more supporters on board. As we always say, uh, we like to have a look at the best three players. And not, those best three players are not necessarily the, the highest position getters, but those who do really need to put their hand up if a certain side is to win a game. Uh, for you personally, who, who do you think are the three that uh, you're hoping will have an impact on the game that might be just enough to get you over the line? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Cara Donnellan, Juddy, after her performance at the MCG, will be out again just to be really consistent with her brand of footy. So she's a key key one for us. Uh, and another one it would be Chelsea Randall, you know, coming off that game at the MCG. She'll be really hungry to get the footy in her hands and, and um, you know, run right up the ground and, and create stuff for us. So she's a key. And, you know, even with Emma Swanson in, in the forward line can be really dangerous for us. So And there's a few girls that will have some key jobs with their on, on their forward. So... There's a whole list of them. When I look at our team, um, you know, it's just a brilliant team that in itself I think could pull on a West Coast Eagles jumper and be an AFL team itself um, <clears throat> should we get to that national competition. It's, uh, it's a really strong team. And when I do the same with the Vic side, I just look at that and, you know, that's purely an AFL team as well. So real talented, uh, two really talented teams will be on the park on Friday and it'll be a really good game. Now, I'd normally wish Michelle all the very best of luck, but I've got to admit, ladies and gentlemen, I am a Victorian. And, of course, I want the big V to win. And uh, don't forget, you can join myself, Ashley Renshaw and Julie Nichols on www.girlsplayfooty.com from 2.30pm WA time, 4.30pm Victorian time and that is on Friday afternoon. We look forward to bringing you that game from Domain Stadium, WA versus Victoria. Now let's have a look at the Victorian sides and that's why I've got on the line the Chief Analyst for Girls Play Footy Radio, my co-caller in Daniel Hill. Daniel, are you pumped up? Are you excited about state footy? Oh, mate, it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's come around at this time of year. Of course, the buys in the AFL is uh, a bit of a slowdown about to occur. And, uh, and we get to see a bit of state footy in the, in the women's game. And as we know, Pete, even once we have a national competition in the women's game, the state footy will still well and truly flourish, which is fantastic for footy. And uh, obviously we want to see the blokes getting involved at some stage in the future, but uh, we won't hold our breath. Now, this is interesting for Victoria. Unlike the other states, Victoria's almost splitting in half. There's two sides. There'll be one side going to WA. The other side will be playing at home and taking on New South Wales ACT. And from what I believe, how they've figured it out is essentially the best 22-23 players they're sending over to Perth and then the next best 22-23 staying at home. Yeah, and it is effectively Division 1 and Division 2. Um, I know we'd, we'd probably... Uh discussed earlier in the year on our, on our matches of the day on girlsplayfooty.com that we might be going with a, uh, a country and metro and, and trying to slice and dice it that way as, as they do uh, and have done in the past. But this is well and truly Division 1 and Division 2 and I think it's a really good idea because it, it matches standard against standard. Uh, we know the Western Australians are absolutely sensational and have got some probably two or three of the best players in the country, arguably. Um, it's the depth that's a question over in Western Australia, whereas over here in Victoria, we know we've got plenty of depth. Um, there's only a handful of players playing in the number one side that, that haven't uh, haven't tasted the AFL exhibition games. And as for our as for our second side to play against New South Wales, again, we know New South Wales are going to have New South Wales ACT are going to have two or three of those top liners. But it's all about the depth and, and our Division Two side really highlights the depth that we've got, not just in the Premier Division, but uh, the strength we've got coming through in the Division Three, Division Three, all the way up to Division One, and, and even all the way down. I mean, you could argue that maybe one or two of the girls from the Gippsland side down in uh, Division Five could could uh, walk their way into the, the Victoria Number Two, which is fantastic for footy, and it, 
it's really great to see that uh, that we've got the talent available in the in the VWFL. A lot of the players making up Victoria One had played at the MCG just a couple of weeks ago for either Melbourne or the Western Bulldogs. But I'm interested to know your thoughts on some of the ins that didn't play in that game. Uh, I'm seeing the likes of Jessica Delpos and Rebecca Privatelli from the Darabin Falcons and uh, the Ruckman Tiana Ernst from Diamond Creek. Yeah, well, I think with Delpos, I think she was injured um, and, and that's the reason that she couldn't be drafted. And I'd be very surprised if in the uh, in the mid-season draft she doesn't get a spot because she's just an out-and-out winner. She's a, a superstar and, and comes in um, pretty much off uh, off the back of an injury straight into the number one side. So I'm not sure, Pete, if she actually played last week in the VWFL. I'm hoping she had a run into this game. But, uh, but yeah, she'd only be one or two games back tops, obviously, with the the, uh, the two buys in three weeks for the VWFL with uh, the exhibition game and then one round and now the state games. There hasn't been a lot of uh, Premier VWFL footy in the last uh, two to three weeks and obviously coming up to this weekend. So she comes straight in. Uh, you mentioned Tiana Ernst. I'm, I can't wait to see how she goes uh, against the, the WA girls. I think she's a, I think she's a top liner. She's a... She's gone against Astro Connor in last year's grand final and, and also uh, early this year. And I think we're seeing Astor um, be moved to centre-half back uh, and also maybe forward, probably a, a little less in the ruck than we've seen in the past. So good to see Ernst in the side. I think she'll ruck probably that 60 to 70% and Astor will probably take the rest. So um, to see how she goes on the big stage will be very, very intriguing. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to hopefully seeing her go forward as well because she can take a mark and kick a goal. So they're, they're, uh, they're two of the main outs um, from the exhibition game. And look, you wouldn't be surprised. A good showing here in front of uh, in front of especially uh, Miss Cowan and, and, and Co. that uh, come the, the mid-season draft, those two names will be well and truly thrust into the spotlight. An interesting name that has been listed um, is Ali Blackburn. Now, she rolled her ankle late in the uh, game for Melbourne against the Bulldogs. Didn't play last week in the Melbourne Uni versus Eastern Devils game. The question is, will she be up in time? Yeah, well, ankles, I've actually got one at the moment, Pete. Um, (laughs) They can be an issue week one. Um, The swelling is always the problem. But, look, hopefully um, hopefully she's been doing all the right things and... and, uh, and can get herself up for this one. Look, I think most people um, in rep games will leave themselves in until the last minute, and I mean, that's only natural. Um, I, I think she'll play, and, and I think even if she was at 75 80%, she's that good of a player and, and loves the big stage. Um, I think she'll be right to go, and I think she'll play well. And, of course, I guess the key thing for Victoria is not only all that experience from the uh, AFL exhibition match, but you've got the Rolls-Royce in form, and that's Daisy Pierce, who racked up something like 28 possessions just a couple of weeks ago in that AFL match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daisy, just she's not getting... Uh, that's why I love the fact that uh, Daisy is now the number one Daisy in footy. Everyone's <laughs> forgotten about Dale Thomas, and so they should, because he's hopeless. <laughs> came straight from me, Pete, but anyway... Uh, I'll probably get to hear about that during the week but uh, Daisy she is the Daisy of football and Daisy Pierce, I think they said 165 super touch points or we add the glitz and glamour to her game in the in the exhibition but she, she just she goes in after it um, she's great by great by foot and on both sides she's an absolute freak um, I think the only thing that's going to surpass Daisy Pierce are a few of these younger youth girls coming through and, uh, and and they're not quite there just yet. They're only 15, 16, but they're probably the only ones that can run with Daisy Pierce. And by then, Daisy will be starting to get a little little older, and hopefully she'll start slowing down. But she's not showing any signs of it. She's uh, she's rolling through the best in the game. Um, but she's a, she is an inside midfielder. She maybe doesn't have as much of an impact as uh, as perhaps some of the, the real absolute uh, superstars like Randall and O'Connor might have because they are those big key position players. But uh, if you're looking at midfielders and you're looking at uh, the players that are just heart and soul, Daisy is an absolute gun. And uh, and look, she'll be uh, she'll be very very close to best on ground in this game. It's almost by default. She just finds it and she'll keep finding it. And against Western Australia, we no different. And of course, Victoria have not been beaten at state level ever in women's football. Uh, are you confident that that trend will continue against WA at Subiaco? Oh, absolutely. I think it's probably one of the best sides we've turned out. Um, you know, I spoke to a few people um, 
in the last couple of weeks and they said, well, if you, you look around, Mo Hope probably uh, sort of back into the fray in recent times and hadn't been there. Um, when, of course, I think it was an eight-point victory is the closest that uh, that anyone has come. So uh, I can't see the Vicks being beaten, although we can definitely acknowledge that Western Australia and uh, and other states for that matter, especially with the exhibition coming along and especially with the... Uh, the pure athletic talent that's been coming into the game, that the sides are starting to bridge the gap. But, I mean, you look from uh, from 1 to 23 in that uh, that first side, and I can quite comfortably say, Pete, that I reckon the Victorian side would comfortably beat the Bulldogs or Melbourne. And obviously there'd be a few players playing against themselves. We'd put Daisy <laughs> Pierce on Daisy Pierce. But uh, I reckon that's the strongest side you can put out in the strongest side I've seen, 1-23, to 23, uh, that's going. And it's a bloody good outfit, that's for sure, and they'll be very hard to beat. Let's uh, head across to the Victorian number two side that's going to be playing against New South Wales ACT. Yourself, Maddie Cox and Katie Lambeski calling that game punt road oval Sunday at uh, 1 p.m., 1.40 p.m. bounce down. Um, an interesting side as well. It's a mix of from Premier Division right down to Division 2. So we've got players in the likes of Eastern Devils, which are in form at the moment, Melbourne Uni, Diamond Creek, etc., uh, mixing it with the likes of players from Port Colts, for example, North Geelong and Seaford. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really good to see. Um Jade Stone and Andrew Cameron from uh, Port Colts are in the side, which is great to see. Uh, also, uh, Matty Boyd's in there, Kath Gillespie-Jones. Um, some names we're pretty familiar with, Pete. And uh, and then also you've got the few of the top liners in the Premier Division, also a couple dropping back from uh, the AFL exhibition game. I'm not sure if Pepper... Did Pepper Randall actually run out in the AFL, Pete? Yeah, no, no, she was still an emergency. She was an emergency. So she... I, I, and Hannah Scott is one that sort of falls back into that category. Um, yeah, there's not too many. Obviously, uh, in recent times, uh, Louise Stevenson played in the exhibition game and she, she's into that second team. And, and I hope Louise in that side can just dominate um, at, at that level. So I'll be looking forward to her game. But, yeah, it's a really good side they've assembled, Pete. It's, um, it's got a lot of big players, though. There's a lot of key position players. So I'm a little concerned... That, uh, that they might get run around. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch against New South Wales ACT because, as we know, um, New South Wales ACT have got a bit of leg speed and their big players aren't necessarily uh, that big. They're, some of their, their key forwards are 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, so they sort of rely on the Brad Johnson theory if you, if you get my drift. But, uh, yeah, lots and lots of big, big key position players in this uh, in this second side so it'll be intriguing to see how they line up and, and it's at punt road so that may help it's not a big ground it's uh, certainly uh, an intriguing prospect with uh, the amount of tall timber that they're taking in well you talked about Asto O'Connor being inside one um, her uh, Ruckwoman uh, counterpart at uh, Darabin Falcons Shannon Egan who I rate as one of the best tap Ruckwomen in the uh, Premier Division has been listed as Ruck for Victoria too yeah look she's an absolute superstar and and uh, as you say, probably plays second fiddle um, in the Darwin side to, to Aster when Aster's in the ruck. Um, I think Shannon sort of played a bit of centre-half back, a uh, bit of full-back at times, um, with a few of the, the Darwin defenders going out of the game in the in the last uh, last few years, few retirements and a few seasons off and that kind of thing. So she's filled a void down there. But, yeah, this is a game she can uh, she can tear apart. But as I said, Pete, there's plenty of tall players there. She might find herself on the wing. So <laughs> it'll be very interesting to see how it all pans out. And some good uh, rebound off the halfback as well when you've got the likes from Diamond Creek of Nicole Paul and Lisa Williams. Yeah, absolutely. And Lisa's another one of those key position players and we know Nicole Paul uh, has a bit of speed around the edges. So, uh, look, those those two will be staying uh, very close to each other. Also, Kirby Hicks is back there. So there's a very uh, strong Creekish flavour to the defence of uh, Victoria too. So... Uh, I'm sure they might even be the centre-half back line. Hicks, Williams, Paul. I don't think you could, uh, you could probably do any better than that in, uh, in a second Victoria side. Uh, and, and I think that's the way they'll go. But as I said, um, Shannon Egan will probably go down there and help. Uh, and there's, there's a few others. I think probably Hildebrand will maybe play a bit of defence and get thrown forward as well. So they've got plenty of options and plenty of big options.
Uh, finally, one interesting name in the squad. She's only played two games for the Sharks and been selected. The Matildas goalkeeper, who was not selected for the Women's World Cup, Brianna Davey. Yeah, well, talk about pressure. Um, yeah, Brianna's she's come in and she's played her two games for the Sharks and um, I think Matt Marsden put up a nice article about her on girlsplayfree.com and, and has brought her story into the to the uh, the women's footballing world and highlighted it to us and, and it's a very intriguing prospect of course um, down the track you will be able to play soccer and footy because they are in opposite seasons um, soccer is in direct competition with cricket so um Obviously, with Jess Cameron, we've seen you can play footy and you can play cricket, but this is a, a footy soccer option. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on because if she doesn't perform and she's uh, sort of being thrown into the side on a whim, uh, it will come back into the face of the selectors and also uh, her prospects. But, yeah, if it pays off, it's absolutely sensational. But I must admit, when I saw her thrown in as number 25... It certainly pricked the ears up and made me think of the what-if prospect of, yes, she goes well, what will be the, the point there? And, OK, if she doesn't, what will be the point there? So it's the knife edge. It's all going to be down to how she plays. She's a, she's a professional sportswoman in her own right. Um, she's, a, she's a tall enough player as well. As I said, the tall timber probably starts with Brianna Davey. There's plenty of big players in this side. But, uh, yeah, so that's certainly... a a huge backdrop to this game. Uh, if you are going to go along, or you're 50-50 on going along, Brianna, Brianna Davey will certainly uh, certainly get you through the gate because whichever way her game goes, uh, obviously if she plays, and I'm sure she will, um, could have a big bearing on not just her career, but where we see perhaps a few more soccer players come into the, the footballing fray, which we already know that a lot of our current players are, are former soccer players or still play soccer. So it's a very, very intriguing prospect, Pete, and I'm looking forward to that one particularly on Sunday. Indeed, and I suggest you're going for the Vic Doubles for them to also take out the game against New South Wales. No, I'm not. I reckon New South Wales will get the job done, Pete. Oh, controversial. But... Uh, yeah, I, as I said, the tall timber worries me. There's a lot of big bodies. Um, there's also some real class at ground level, but it's a, it's a limited a limited uh, contingent in the midfield. So, yeah, I, I've got to ask the question, Pete. I'm, uh, and I'm going to say New South Wales, only because I think this side that they've put together for Vic 2 is a touch top heavy. And mind you, can I say to the Victorian selectors um, out there in, in uh, footballing land, They've done a fantastic job. I've slightly bagged them there, but they have put together... If, if I was picking a side, I was picking the best 44, 46 players in the VWFL. I couldn't do any better than that. There's no doubt about uh, the way they've gone about selecting their players. And, and uh, kudos to them for actually getting out there and uh, and seeing all these players play. Obviously, a little bit of a question mark, perhaps, on Brianna Davey because she's only played the two games. But uh, they've done a terrific job and they should be congratulated. And I thank Dan very much for his time. And come on, Victoria. That wraps up our podcast for this week. Don't forget to go to our Girls Play Footy Facebook page. Again, you can see the broadcast guide there and all the links that you need to know to either listen or watch Women's State Footy this weekend. It's going to be absolutely massive. Thanks, everyone, again for all your likes and all your comments on the Facebook page and all the retweets via Girls Play Footy. It really does mean a lot to us. We'll have, of course, all the reviews for you on girlsplayfooty.com throughout the week. Until our next podcast, or if you join me for the radio coverage on Friday, it's bye for now.